everybody. I'm Elise Real. And I'm Isha Bell. And this is Full-Time Black Women, a community for black professional women to live, laugh, grow, and feel the soul. So what are we talking about today, Elise? Today's topic is leaping into entrepreneurship with Tanya Matthews. Yay! <laughs> welcome, welcome, Tanya! <laughs> we are so glad Hi, to have you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Nice to be here. Great, great. So (laughs) let's talk about it with Mrs. Tiny Harry Matthews and her bio goes like this. Mrs. Tanya Harry Matthews is the founder and managing director of Tanya Theory, a boutique business consulting firm that provides strategic, actionable solutions to women of color entrepreneurs. Always having a penchant towards entrepreneurship, she opted for the business track in in her formative education and pursued her undergraduate studies in finance with a minor in international business. This led to an opportunity in corporate America where she realized that her passion projects ultimately fueled her daily drive. Tanya eventually transitioned to a full-time entrepreneur after garnering over a decade of corporate experience. With her share of challenges and setbacks as an entrepreneur, Tanya understands the value in not only promoting ownership, but also demystifying the complexities of operating and sustaining micro to small businesses. Although she is currently based in New Jersey, Tanya is an island girl at heart. She was born and raised on the twin island of Trinidad and Tobago and enjoys entertaining, traveling to visit family and friends, and spending copious number of hours at home decor stores. (laughs) Amongst her many hats, Tanya finds the greatest joy spending time at home with her two energetic boys and her amazing husband. Wow. I love your bio. That is a lot. (laughs) So y'all better get ready for these gyms. Yes. Gyms dropping. Welcome, welcome, Tanya, again. We are so excited to have this discussion with you because a lot of our listeners are in that place where they're trying to decide, do I continue with the corporate path or do I decide to make my own path with entrepreneurship? So this discussion is definitely needed. Absolutely. So I'm sure we've all done this at one point in time or another. It's been a tough day at the office. You feel overworked. And underappreciated. And after some self-reflection, you realize you feel more excited pursuing personal interests than you do at work. Talk about it. Yes. So what do you do now? Well, for some, recognizing this feeling is the first step to deciding to make the leap into entrepreneurship. So today we want to tackle how to begin making that transition from employee to entrepreneur. Mm, well, let's go ahead and get into it. I can't, I'm excited to talk to Miss Tanya Harry Matthews. Yeah. But we go ahead and get started with those stats for that ass. Hey, stats for that ass. We bringing you the facts with some stats for that ass. Check this out, Elise. What's that? <laughs> According to the 2018 State of Women-Owned Business Report, commissioned by American Express, while the number of women-owned businesses grew an impressive 58 from 2007 to 2018, the number of firms owned by Black women grew by a stunning, are you listening, Elise and Tanya? I'm ready. 164%. I said a hundred, H-U-N-N-I-T, 64%. (laughs) Nearly three times that rate. I mean, there are 2.4, let's put it in perspective, we're all math heads here. Yes. 2.4 
M-A-P-H. Yep. And there are 2.4 million African-American women-owned businesses in 2018, most owned by women between the ages of 35 and 54. Wow. What y'all feel? How y'all feel about that? Are you surprised? Or are you just like, no, it goes in line with everything I've already known? I'm yeah, excited. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, it's an exciting time. Like, we have always been very resourceful, mm-hmm. like, you know, wearing many hats. So it's, to me, it's like a natural progression. Um, technology has created an opportunity for us to truly, you know, be in a space where we don't need a huge infrastructure mm-hmm. or large amount of funding to, like, you know, get our business ideas out there. So I am really happy with those numbers. Every time I see an article around that, and it makes me smile because it's very promising and it's about time. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I'm Absolutely. not gonna lie, 164 percent. I mean, my eyes kind of bulged out. Yeah, <laughs> if you didn't yeah. notice, Elise. <laughs> like a boop, boop, boop. I'm like, hey guys, get back in here. But what do you think about Elise? I like. I am excited. I am thoroughly impressed by us all the mm-hmm. time. And this is one more time where I'm just like, go ahead, y'all. Right? Like, go us. <laughs> Yes, yes. All right. So essentially, black people, black women in particular, are ignored, discriminated against, mentally and emotionally burdened, and systematically undervalued within the corporate environment. So much that they are forced to break rings and construct their own realms of entrepreneurial space. Now, this is from Black Women, Corporate Culture and Stereotypes, the book. Now, that kind of is a huge factor to that 164% of why we are kind of squeezed out of the corporate places and spaces and Mm -hmm. kind of pushed on that entrepreneurial path. Maybe we didn't want it or not. It's just after a while you feel like I can identify with this because I can be myself here. It's my business. I'm the (laughs) B-O-S-S. Yes. What do you ladies think about that? I definitely agree with it. I mean, like you mentioned, the whole squeeze out factor, all of a sudden you just get to a point where you are so uncomfortable and feel so, like I said in the intro, undervalued and uh, or overworked and underappreciated mm-hmm. that you just all of a sudden get this like, all right, well, I got to do something. I guess I got to take this into my own hands and actually go ahead and take the steps to put myself out there and get this done on my own because I can't. I can't find a safety net here. Yeah. This space is not safe for me because I have been shown time and time again that number one, I'm underappreciated, but also that I am easily expendable. Yeah. 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 Totally agree with that. What about you, Tanya? Yeah, absolutely. I I believe that's a huge factor. Um, but in spite all of that, like we're operating in a space that is not safe for us. So it adds like, you know, all these levels of, Pressures and pressures, and it's not a safety net. It's not something that you know. Growing up, you would hear this: you have to get this job and get this job, and nothing is safe, right? Mm-hmm. So, in addition to that, and in addition to operating in a space that it doesn't belong to us, um, and still do extremely well, in my opinion, we still rise to the occasion a yeah, lot of times. Right, right. To the point so where we, you know, sacrifice some of our mental wellness to do so because mm-hmm. you're going Talk against the green. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a huge factor as well. So have you noticed so many other things? Yeah. Now, Tanya, have you noticed from your clients through Tanya Theory 
that that is yeah. probably one of the number one reasons why they decided to go out on their own into entrepreneurship? Yeah, um, I won't say number one, but it's way up there. Um, mm-hmm. They have, um, especially the women that I interact with, they are transitioning for um, probably a health reason, mm-hmm. um, family mm-hmm. ties. You know, they they have kids and they want to, you know, build a more um, flexible schedule. Yeah, right. Or they just always wanted to get into the world of business and they just didn't know how to. Yeah. Um, and then the, the job, you know, was a safe space and getting a steady stream of income and something happened or they get to a point of like, there's no return. Like, I can't stay here anymore because of, you know, the stresses mm-hmm. that come with being in corporate America. Now, does that go along with your same story of why you decided to go ahead and start Tanya Theory and leave the corporate um, space? Partly, partly. Um, so I've always been an entrepreneur. Like, I've been an entrepreneur at the core. Um, from a very early age, um, my dad always had a side hustle until he transitioned into being a full-time entrepreneur. My mom was always very resourceful where she would, you know, anything you needed, she would make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or she would go learn how to yeah. make. Um, so that has always been ingrained in me. Um, I knew I always wanted to have a business. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I knew very early on and hence the reason why I pursued um, business classes. But I, what I, what caused the transition is I was at a point where um, I was a new mom. Um, I had difficulties managing my schedule. It was very, mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. becoming increasingly difficult without the community and I needed to figure out um, my best path forward. Like I knew this was not what I was meant to do mm-hmm. and I needed to figure out a way to create the life that I always desired. Wow, um, that is powerful. So she's going to go ahead and let us know how we can create those spaces or paths absolutely. to what we desire and yes. find out how to get there. Right, right. <laughs> so actually, before we get into it, let's take a quick ba- break so we can, you know, break down how to prepare to take the leap. Okie dokie. All right. All right, so we know a full-time black woman is everything to everybody. I mean, who who are you telling? Look, if we take off a day, a minute, I'm sorry, a second, the whole world will implode. I know, that's right, and I like that melody, too. So why not (laughs) reclaim some of your time, practice a little self-care, check that one last thing off your list, and use Instacart. Yeah, Instacart allows you to get the products that you love from your local stores, and guess what? You have shoppers who hand-select it for you so delicately. So nicely. And it's based off of your preferences. And the wonderful part is it's delivered straight to your door. So you don't even have to worry about leaving the house. You can stay comfortable and relax, sip your little wine, and watch the groceries come on in. Oh, the groceries. But I hope you get some cookie cakes and pies, too. Every once in a while, you want to have a little sweet, too. Why not? Treat yourself. But you also want to treat yourself by clicking on that link. Fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash Instacart forward slash. When you click on this link, you will get free delivery on your first order over $35. And it's amazing because they find everything you usually buy and give you smart suggestions to try new stuff too. You might like that white wine, but maybe you want to try a little red. They got suggestions for you. And on top of that, they pick the freshest produce and they keep your eggs safe too. Yeah, but if you want to keep your coins safe, make sure you click on that link. Fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash Instacart forward slash. And it's only $35. Like last time I checked, that's one and a half avocados. 
Basically, basically. $30 free delivery of your first order. Boom. <laughs> so make sure you click on the link fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash Instacart forward slash to let them know that we sent you and also to qualify your for your free delivery on your first order over $35. Yes. Come on, ladies. Go ahead. Check it out. Click off that link. All right. So we're back. Now let's get into Preparing to take the leap to entrepreneurship. Yes. So first things first, don't quit right away. I know you're hype. I know you're excited. Everybody's got that energy. Everybody's, you know, ready, ripping and ready to go. But unless you have money to burn, do not quit <laughs> day one. Okay. Starting an entrepreneurial venture is stress enough without the complication of worrying about how you'll continue to pay your bills. Because mm. the bills don't stop just because nope. you're excited. <laughs> They're they like, oh, you excited? Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm out to get my money on the 15th. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the first is right around the corner. <laughs> so, um, Tanya, in that vein, how long before you finally decided to uh, make the decision to leave? So it took me 10 years, like a full 10 years of steady working. Mm-hmm. Um, it, initially, I thought, you know, going into my job out of undergrad, it was going to take me like two years. Like I just wanted to mask the money yeah. um, and, you know, then transition. And I moved up pretty quickly in the space that I was in, like, um, so I had a senior position probably in within the five years mm-hmm. um, that I was there. The money was nicer. Um, I was comfortable with my team. I was pretty happy with everyone that I was working with. Mm-hmm. Um, and but then it just felt, I just felt lack a lot of lack in terms of not monetarily but creatively. Um, I was being stifled in terms of what I wanted to do mm-hmm. um i pursued you know my project management um certification I, I wanted to be involved in more projects and that wasn't the space to do so because mm-hmm. it was a pretty rigid financial environment yeah um so i felt stifled um so at the about the 10 year mark um i had a my kid was like around three years old and um i had a discussion like it's something that I've always talked about with my husband and he was like now is a perfect time to do it which I felt in my spirit I needed to do it so there's two schools of thought right mm-hmm. um a lot of people will tell you you know wait until you have something established mm-hmm. before you transition mm-hmm. and then some people will tell you you have to believe in yourself like some venture capitalists would not invest in your business if you don't who has to take the leap yeah. and transition full time wow. right that's like yeah, they would basically say, you don't believe in yourself enough for me to invest in you. Mm-hmm. So there's two schools of thought. And it really depends on your circumstances and your beliefs and your values and your bank, like what you really can afford. And if you have a, a, a plan mapped out that right. you are willing, if you are disciplined enough, if you have sufficient experience, if you have the community. So it took me um, about 10 years to get to that. Okay, so when you said your husband was like, now is the best time for us to go ahead and make this leap. What were the factors that played in that decision? Like, press the button now, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, so um, when, so we met, when, so just to give you a bit of a backstory, Mm -hmm. when we met, we were both entrepreneurs. Like he was an entrepreneur full time at the time when we started dating. 
Um, and he knew I always had entrepreneurial projects, helping small businesses here and there along the way. So it's something that was always in our cards. Like mm-hmm. we knew this is something that we were going to transition into. Um, and it was a matter of when, right? right? right. At that time, we didn't have any astronomical bills. Like, thankfully, I didn't have any student loans. Um, thanks to my parents mm-hmm. who, you know, were able to like, you know, um, help me through school. And then also my husband, because they paid for my first year and I promised them, I said, you guys are not going to pay anything else after. Wow. So I literally secured really great internships, worked every day through school. Like, so I was able to maneuver my way financially through mm-hmm. college. Oh, that is a um, blessing. So, yes. Yeah. So you know, I, I know a lot of people have student loans. Yes, That's right. why they have side hustles because they need, you know, extra, an extra revenue stream to absorb that cost. Mm-hmm. Um, so thankfully I didn't have that. And um, we weren't tied to a mortgage or anything like that as yet. And at that time it was no better time. Like if I waited any further or any longer, it just probably would not have happened. It was like no time but the present. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I was at a point where also at work, I had transitioned to a new team. So the dynamics changed, my oh, uh, okay. comfort level changed, um, my team changed. Um, I had to do more. Um, I had to work longer hours because my capacity was stretched thin. I actually started getting four spots. That's how what? stressful it became. No. Yes. Oh my goodness. And because I was working from home, I transitioned to work from home with this company back in 2008. And I've always been a high performer. Yeah. Um, but when I transitioned out of that team, I was, we had an acquisition and I was in a position where this new team knew absolutely nothing. So mm-hmm. I became, um, I guess, the everyone go-to. to everybody. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it was extremely difficult to manage, you know, having a young kid and, you know, the dynamics of even working at home, if you don't provide the right balance, you can get like pulled Suck in, in, in yeah, yeah. very long hours and right. it's black holes, which um, sort of what happened. And it just wasn't, It I felt as though I was expending all this time and energy into something that wasn't mine, granted yeah. that I was getting a paycheck, but at the same time, the value of the paycheck was not offsetting the value that I know I could have provided in other areas. Of mm-hmm. my life. So we had a very um discussion about what was going to happen. It so happened that my husband was about to transition into a new position at that time. Um, so it was it was a scary place to be because we didn't know what was going to happen with him career-wise in a new environment. Um, But we had, I personally developed a a stash, (laughs) a safety net. Um, I had different ventures that I had run, was running concurrently. Um, I was also in design school because I just wanted to feel something, you know, from dealing with numbers and, Mm -hmm. you know, dealing in such a rigid environment. I needed to feel, um, some type of energetic flow in that direction. Right. And um, so at that point, it was almost as though the intersection was meant to happen. It was meant to be um, at that time. Wow. So, so tell me, because that's amazing. Yes, it is. So tell me, I mean, this kind of like, 
when you talk about, well, if I win the lotto, I'm going to just walk out, storm out. I'm going to do donuts in the parking lot. <laughs> you know, you just going to like, that's it. That's my last day. So did you did you slam your resignation on the table and just be like, I'm out? Or did you maintain the bridge uh, I, to entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneurship as an employee? Well, or first of all, we get that, that explain the difference. What? Entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship. Okay, so entrepreneurship is employee. Entrepreneurship, you are outside. You are working for yourself. Cool. Okay. Right. So, no, I didn't do the slam. I didn't slam my resume. Okay. <laughs> um, I, so, before even transitioning, I exhausted all possibilities, mm-hmm. right? I spoke to my team. I interviewed. I had like pretty big interviews with some consulting companies that if I had right out of undergrad, I would have easily grasped at the opportunity. Mm-hmm, right. um, and I was just like checking to see, like testing the waters to see what was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't do, uh, I kept the bridge okay. <laughs> um, intact um, because these were people that I've worked with for such a long time. I've developed relationships, especially my, my former team. Mm-hmm. I got developed relationships with them. I still have relationships with them. Um, so, and they, you know, they took care of me as well. Right. Um, so I didn't, I gave them two weeks and that was it. Like mm-hmm. I didn't extend myself to do anything extra. Everyone wondered what I was going to do because it was sort of unheard mm-hmm. of to be leaving without having something on signed on a dotted line. Right. So I think in that regard, people were like, very curious and very nosy like what are you going to be doing mm-hmm. and I you know was very like minding my business about it. Yes. yeah <laughs> see you better than me because, you're better than yeah, me yeah because I don't I don't think I don't think they the culture that I was in I don't think they ever experienced something like that you yeah. know people, you work there and they stay for like 30 years 35 years mm-hmm. they, until retirement um so it was sort of unheard of. You're going to leave to do what? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I kept that bridge open not to go back because I knew I would not have gone back. Okay. I've seen though, I, while I was there, I saw, I saw people left and come back. And I always wondered, mm-hmm. why would you come back? You mm-hmm. know, but everyone's circumstances are different. Right. For me, I knew initially that this, that space wasn't meant for me. Like what I was doing, I wasn't fully aware of what I was going to be doing when I got hired. And yeah. when I started doing it, I just, from the jump, I felt it didn't mesh with my value system. Okay. So I had a, a huge struggle with that initially. Okay, gotcha. so I mean, we talked about plans and how a lot of people were like, hold up, <laughs> you don't have a plan in place. So then they start to project their fears yes. onto you. Right. Yes. And right. sometimes it can get in your mental, even though you're not, you're, you still want to dream. Right. You know? Right. But right. When dread is constantly put in, being put in your ears, it is kind of just a downing uh, effect. Yeah. But our next point is have a plan in place. Mm-hmm. Now, even though Taya, she had a plan in place. 
<laughs> or many plans <laughs> in place. Uh, we want to make sure that having an idea is a great first step, but not everybody's situation is like Tanya's where she's able to go ahead and plan as she go. Um, but you need hey. to take the time to map out your business plan, which mm-hmm. is very important. Yeah. Go ahead and talk to Tanya Theory. She'll let you know. <laughs> Create a <laughs> timeline for giving notice and identify goals. So we did talk about how you transition your passion to entrepreneurship, but you had many passions in place when you decided to go ahead and leave the corporate space. How did you narrow them down to get to where you are today with your um, business consulting with Tanya Theory? Yeah, so it's a process. Like, that's the thing, and that's the value of Tanya Theory. Like, building a business is hard. And building a business, (laughs) not like a play business, not like an internet company where you just make some a quick million and then you know you don't know what to do with the cash mm-hmm. you know how know to reinvent it. yourself or how to reinvest <laughs> how to reinvest like yeah. building an actual business is hard especially you see what's going on in current day there's a mm, lot of business yeah. problems because they didn't take the time to put the right yes, measures in place. Right, right so for me it's i knew it was going to be a process um the, the type of person that i am i go hard at everything that I do. So I knew I needed to stay mentally mm-hmm. from corporate in order to focus on all these balls that I had in the air. Right. So I took my time basically for the first couple of months trying to figure out, okay, what would I truly enjoy? So I had two side hustles running concurrently mm-hmm. that was generating some type of revenue. Mm-hmm. And, but it was not at the point where I could have just kicked back and say, okay, I have this going and I can just keep it going, operationalize it and keep it going as is. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that I, that I was called to do something bigger. So I started, um, what I realized, you have to personally develop yourself. Mm-hmm. Like that is a key part of any successful business. You have to know thyself. If you don't know what 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 makes you tick, what, what your value is, what you enjoy doing the most, who you want to help, it just, it won't make any sense. Yeah. You end up in a situation where you feel, you know, you feel as though you don't have, you, you're not fulfilled. And that's the, the purpose of living, right? You want to mm-hmm. have a fulfilled life. Um, so I took some time and I, I knew it was going to be hard. Um, my husband, we, before I even transitioned, he was the one that brought it up and said, this is going to be a difficult transition. <laughs> For both of us, things are going to look different. Things are going to feel different. You're going to feel different emotions. Um, And I felt it in my gut intuitively, but when Mm -hmm. he said it, it made sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's true because you think, okay, I'm going to transition to be an entrepreneur from the outside looking in. And people say, oh my God, you're going to make $4 million. I remember what my new manager at the time, when I was actually leaving, she said, you know, my ex-husband is an entrepreneur and he just bought a $4 million home, right? So that was like probably the only um, solid because everyone else was confused. Mm -hmm. That was was the only point of reference that someone projected, right, on me. So I said, well, I mean, that's great, but he is a 70-year-old man. Like, that is... (laughs) You were looking at two different, you know, right. of fish here. Yeah. Um, so you think it's the glamorous, you know, you're going to be building your own schedule and you're going to make your own money and 
travel everywhere and there's different interpretations of what entrepreneurship looks like mm-hmm. based on your life plan, right? For me, I my my drive was to really help and help people and help my family members around me and mm-hmm. to make sure everyone was in a position where they can pursue their life purpose as well. Um, so I knew it was going to be a difficult transition in terms of figuring out exactly what my path would be. And it took me a while to get there. A lot of like ins and outs, you know, roundabout turns and stuff like that. But I eventually got to a point where I had to quiet myself and focus on what truly needs to happen. That's very important. That That quiet time. Alone quiet time. That alone quiet time. Also, I I had to stop taking projects because I was minding too much projects. I was Mm -hmm. helping too many people. I was stretching myself too thin without focusing on my intimacy. Yes. I had to take some time to like quiet myself. And you know, you you learn from experience, right? Absolutely. So in, in, in as much as I felt as though I'm an entrepreneur now, so I can help. I have the time. I have the resources. That's the same 24, girl. Yeah. Same 24. The same, the same 24. And I had to stop myself and figure out what was best, which was definitely what I needed because it transitioned into my boutique consultant for now where I can intimately help women who are going through the same struggles and mm. help them along the way and help them to move forward and to progress because I was in that position. Right. Okay. So um, do you give advice to your clients who are maybe still in those corporate spaces to work on strengthening the skills that they know that they need help with or their weaker skill sets before officially transitioning? Absolutely. Yeah. So now when, so business consulting, business coach, like a lot of my time goes into coaching mm-hmm. because people they know what they want it's just a matter of how to get there mm-hmm. so what I recommend to my clients now is to to hone in on what truly makes you happy like figure out what what is your purpose right do the work on yourself transition it and this could be in any space if you want to stay in entrepreneurship and stay in corporate America and try to move up or if you want to transition or if you just want to do a hobby or what have you, you have to figure out what makes you tick. You mm-hmm. have yeah. to know what is your purpose in order to be able to, to do anything else. Right. So my first tip to them is, who are you? Like, you have to do your personal work, your mm-hmm. inward work. And yeah. that is something that I treasure. That is something that I try to do often. Mm-hmm. Because it's, an, it's a journey. It's like an ongoing process. Like, I can say this today and in Two weeks is going to be a totally something totally different because mm-hmm. I've grown and that's part of life. So personal development is my number one tip for anyone considering promotion, entrepreneurship, transitioning, what have you. Mm-hmm. Work on that piece, and then it, it there's a ripple effect through everything else. Right. You would figure out what your strengths are. You would figure out what you enjoy doing, what you want to do, what you would prefer to do to make money, what you prefer to do, not to make money. Everything would start falling into place. And the more you do that, the more you see. It's like a snowball effect. The more you grow, the more you develop, right. the more accomplished you become. Girl, That's I want to start a multi-million dollar business right now <laughs> because of Toya Free. <laughs> Here's my resignation letter. Don't worry about reading it. Bye. <laughs> I'm 
I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> it came from Girl, your soul. You pumping me up. She pumping me up. straight from the gut right there. Man. Speak it. Speak it. Oh, speak it. Speak it. So, uh, that is an awesome point, Tanya. Everything you just said was awesome. And I think it's a great transition into our next step, which is knowing your strengths and weaknesses. So, as we've talked about and as you mentioned, moving to um, employee from employee to entrepreneur takes a shift in mindset. And it requires you to pull from different skill sets, things that you know you have, things that you might not even realize that you really need. Um, in this process. So it's important to know where you excel and where you struggle. So in that regard, did you have a mentor to help you kind of figure these things out? Or was it just full on self-introspection and taking that quiet time that kind of brought these things to light for you? Right. So I wish I had a mentor. I did not have a mentor. I had, well, a mentor in terms of like a physical person, a one-on-one that I could have interacted with. What I and that's something that I that's highly recommended. I think um, mentorship is one of your ingredients to success in any avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did, I did a lot of introspection. I read a lot. I read anything that I could have got my hands on. Like if I thought something and I wasn't clear on it, I read about it. Um, I talked a lot. Like I did a lot of chats. I tried to engage with more experienced people. Um, but that didn't turn out as well. I guess it wasn't the right fit because I was looking for mentorship. It just wasn't the right fit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of, a lot of introspection and I did a lot of trial and error. Well, okay. I mean, what were some of the reasons <clears throat> that, I mean, it was just personalities didn't fit or you just feel as if you received some, uh, I don't want to say shade, but no, a little <clears throat> bit apprehension on yeah their side because I've experienced that when I've tried to reach out to older more successful yeah. you know seasoned black women um not all of them but a good amount of them just were quick to be like well I had to work to get here ain't nobody help me mm-hmm. so I don't feel the need right. to try to put the hand back to help you out sister you don't have to put that work in first right. before you come speak to me I'm like oh okay. trial by fire yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so I, I mean it, it can be some of that um but from what I gathered it was more so the apparition came around um, how dare you do something like this? Mm-hmm. Like this is not this is not how it works. You go to work, you take care of your family, and then you retire. Mm-hmm. And right? then you go or, and venture, or and then you retire, or you you um basically work your way up the corporate ladder. You in corporate, you have a good job. You know, why are you leaving? This makes no sense. Uh-huh. And then, too, um, when I did transition into entrepreneurship and I met with other business owners who were more seasoned, they were putting their issues, like, so their um, yeah. fears and their trials, they were projecting it on, you know, my journey, which mm-hmm. is going to look completely different. Right. Right. So, what I was looking for is, more so of a, a, a um, honest reflection. So I was doing a lot of internal work. Mm-hmm. So I and I was trying to be as honest as I can with myself. But I needed that outside external person to say, "Okay, you got this," or "You need to like 
look, take a quick, a closer look at this point mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's still kind of fuzzy there, you know, which is something that I wasn't able to get at that point in time. So how did you, I guess, stick to your own personal assessment of yourself and not allow the negative or the um, experiences of the other entrepreneurs kind of taint your image of what your journey was going to be? Yeah. So this is because it's something that I've subconsciously, consciously thought of for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Right. So I knew I was going to transition at some point. I didn't think I was going to stay that long in corporate America. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew in my heart of hearts, like, I, this is my path. This is my journey. So being deterred from that entrepreneurship track was never an option for me. Mm-hmm. So I kept my blinders on at some point. Like I took what I can, I took the good and I left the not so good. Right. Um, and understood that I, I guess I was wise enough to understand that um, everything that you get you is not for you to consume. Mm. Well, that takes a very strong mental to get you to that point and through that point at the same time, which leads us to our next step, which is strengthening your mental muscle. Mm. All right. As black women, we have enough people already trying to tell us what to do and how to do it. Yes. How to feel about Mm -hmm. what we're doing. Uh How we doing it. Yep. So, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship has its challenges across the board, no matter who you are, where you come from. Mm -hmm. So the steps to mentally prepare for the road ahead are essential. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to begin redirecting your focus, get committed to your dream and prepare to grow. Right. So, Taya, did you feel mentally prepared for your journey into entrepreneurship uh, prior to, during and after now that you have established Taya Theory? So Isha, um, prior to, absolutely. I was invincible. I was forced to be reckoned with. Like no one, no (laughs) one was going to tell me differently. Hence, it made my, giving my two weeks notice much easier. Uh Right? Uh Um, During, that's when it got dicey. Right? Mm -hmm. Because you're you're in it. um, You're trying to navigate your way through this uncharted territory. Like, you know, I've I've been there, I've had side hustles, I had small businesses, but I wasn't doing it a hundred percent prior to this time. Well, prior to my corporate America experience. So during was choppy and then um it was it was the pause that I needed because I, I left the gate guns a blazing. Yeah. And then I got pregnant <laughs> with mm-hmm. my second kid. And that period allowed me to take a closer look at the as to why I was doing what I was doing. Okay. Mm, so okay. initially I thought, you know, I'm going to save the world. I have these great solutions. I want to help everyone, you know, everyone to have a business. I can right. do, I can do, I can do, I can do. And you know, you have, you feel as though you have all the tools within you already. Yes. Yeah. Not understanding that every day is going to be a new opportunity to mm. learn and grow. Um, so when I was pregnant with him, I was still, you know, moving ahead at full speed. And once he came, it was, okay, it just took me down a path that I didn't expect, Yeah. right? In terms of 
dealing with myself mentally, dealing with my mental fortitude, mm-hmm. trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. So let me give you a quick story. <laughs> when I was in college, I bought a plant. My plant's name, I named her Yeyo. Um, so I'm a plant mom. I have a lot of plants. Wait, um, Yeyo, but I like, named- okay. Is that well? I got that song. Erica Badu is one of my favorite artists. So she has a song called Yeah You, which is in I believe in Kemet. It's like mother, mm-hmm. right? Oh, okay. So I bought this plant. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I'm not familiar with that one, but so I named the plant Yeah You, and um, I wanted to see how that because I'm conv- I, I get really committed to things. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I came, um, when I was at college, like I was very focused and I started wondering, would I be able to have a family or focus on a significant other or focus on extracurricular activities? Because I was so zoned into what I came to achieve. Mm-hmm. So I bought a plan to see if I can use it as a form of a nurturing object to see if I can shift my focus when I, when this plant needed me to to do to okay. do so, right? Um, and it's a lesson that stuck with me because it's something that I think most women struggle with, right? You have your ambition, mm-hmm. you know what you want to do, you kind of want to keep the blinders on, but you can't because you have like this entire village, yeah, <laughs> you know, try depending on you, looking for support. Um, so with my, my second kid, like, that's how I felt. Like, I'm like, I'm at this point where I feel as though I have all these resources and I, I am on the right trajectory. Mm-hmm. And now I have, you know, uh, a newborn, like what is happening? And that transition sometimes for a lot of moms, tend to your mompreneurs, like it gives you an extra boost, right? Like it makes you more resilient. It puts you in a position to like, really take on the world because now you know you're fighting for something outside of yourself. Yeah. Get that mom strength. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it it took me a while to get to that point. Like I, 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 I had a hard time going through that postpartum Mm -hmm. because I felt, um, I felt caused. I felt like I needed to put everything that I, had worked towards that I was working on on somewhat of a pause and it didn't feel right at all. Mm-hmm. Um, my saving grace was him because he didn't care. <laughs> the right, of right. things that I, I still got to do. Exactly. I still got to eat off He got up every day. He loved on me every day. Oh. He literally gave me the strength that I needed and I realized that everything that I was um fighting for outside of myself, that's not what really matters, mm-hmm. right? What really matters is how I feel inward and how my mental is in order to provide for the people that are within my circle. And that's right. only how I would be able to be strong enough to help everyone else outside. So that, that the during period, mm-hmm. that's when I really had to um, re-up on my mental um, fortitude and yeah. make sure that I was in a position to keep going and to keep seeing and to keep pushing through because um, I felt somewhat of a failure I felt like 
And so at this point, because this happened like at the two year mark, so I'm like, at this point, I should have been making X. Mm, you know your goals, that's yeah, it, you're planning. Yeah. I should have been making X. I should have had this success and this success and that success. Mm-hmm. And then I had to reorganize how I felt about what success really means to me. Right. And, you know, how to um, tie a monetary value to that. So in the beginning, and in the beginning was great. Middle is weird. Um, now I feel that I'm in a much better place. Um, but I, I believe though, you, I always, I should always feel uncomfortable. Like I always feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I'm not where I need to be. Um, and I don't think any business owner who ever feels comfortable, they should be Larry if they do feel like, oh my God, I can kick my, my legs back. I can, you know, do what I need. I think you always need that speed of, you know, unsettled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, going and pushing through. Right, because that's how you grow. Because if you get comfortable, yeah. then you get complacent, and then that's when things happen and things can fall exactly. apart quickly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, Tonya, how have you personally grown through this experience from giving notice until now? For entrepreneur to entrepreneur. Right. Exactly. That's it. That's it. Making that transition. Well, I am definitely more self aware. Yeah. I'm very self-aware. I think before transitioning, I had a very, um, a very narrow point of view when it came to, um, business owners or, or even employees. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not being aware, fully aware of circumstances, like the mm-hmm. stories that I've heard on this journey, like dealing with clients and stuff, like I would have never imagined, imagined. Mm-hmm half of them and why people do what they do. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. So I think that has expanded um, my base in terms of being more self-aware in how I communicate with others, how I show up for others, how I support others. So I've grown it definitely in those regards. Um, also just being a bit more bold. I've always um, sort of like try to dim myself down mm. um, because I didn't want to show up others. Yeah. Um, you know. So I stop doing that, ladies. That's to, right. We're no longer doing yeah, that please, anymore. Okay. Please, yeah. please don't. Please don't. Like, we've all I, been there. We've all been there, but absolutely. No, no. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So now I, I show up as my whole self all the time. Woo. You get a clap that. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm yeah, talking about. I, I know I'm great, so I just I just be great. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Accept it. Bottom yeah. line. Yeah. So I, I needed this journey to get to that to that point. I I look at, you know, people that are more experienced and more seasoned and that that light bulb hasn't gone on as yet. And mm-hmm. it's sometimes sad because you know there's a lot of potential under there. So for me, like I'm really appreciative of being able to recognize that fact at this point. Well, that is wonderful. So we're going to go a little bit further into our interview with Tanya, but first, uh, check this out. We're going to pot in the morning, pot in the evening, just like us. We need a podcast platform that can satisfy you. Just like us, Sprout. Look, we use Buzzsprout and it has made the transition into this podcasting game oh so smooth. Look, podcasting isn't hard. 
when you have the right partners. Exactly. And Buzzsprout is it. Just get yourself started with some shit that you already have, a quiet space, and get it done. So go to the show notes, click on the link, fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash Buzzsprout forward slash hooked up. Yeah, they will hook you up with a $20 Amazon gift card after you sign up for a paid plan. And yeah, it does support our show, but help us help you. Exactly. And Buzzsprout will get you listed on every major podcast platform. All of them. Like I mean, Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And not only that, they will make sure that your podcast website looks so, so Right. So join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout just like us. Exactly. If you want to run your mouth, M-O-U-S, yep. go ahead and run it with Buzzsprout and get that $20 Amazon gift card. We can click on the link. Fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash Buzzsprout forward slash. Let's get it. Why not? Because you want to hide in the moment, hide in the future. So we are back with Tanya Harry Matthews, the owner CEO of Tanya Theory. So Tanya, can you go ahead and share what is your vision for your business consulting uh, firm, Tanya Theory? So my North Star is to be a venture capitalist, like to have funding for people that look like me, people that are in my community, and people that are genuinely willing to thrive and grow, whatever yeah. that is. Mm-hmm. So I, I've always had the, um, when I was growing up, my dad was the kind of like person in the community that was just small loans with no interest to like young guys who are like trying to like put together a smoothie stand or oh, wow. uh, we call it punch where I'm from, like a, a kind of like uh, you blend it up, yeah. you know, put together something like that or put it to help them, you know, buy books to go to school. That's kind of like that's where I come from mm. so in my heart of heart like I want to help and in order to do so I have to be able to have the right resources in terms of experience wisdom know-how or if not the community and the network that I can tap into those areas mm. right. but also the funding that's a huge part in our community that where we have all these resourcefulness you know we have a lot of women um, black women especially showing up and filling the game when it comes to entrepreneurship yes. but the funding piece is critical because without funding you can't truly grow and expand yeah. and scale your business as you would like and at the point in time as you would like mm-hmm. so to be an incubator to be a funding resource to be a a, a, a resource for women who want to pursue serious entrepreneurship. That is that wonderful. Is amazing. <laughs> so how do you plan on achieving this vision? What steps do you plan to take? So I'm I'm getting there. Um my process has been, you know, doing one client, doing clients that for clients, making sure that I'm providing the right type of value, making sure yeah. that they understand um all that goes into business in a very um 
palatable way. Like mm-hmm. I don't try to over over um inundate them with too much information. Yeah. Um, but make sure they have the right infrastructure to be comfortable and confident to move forward into their progress. Um, a lot of small business owners, what I find is that they love their craft. They're very talented, but they don't truly understand the business side of things. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. yeah, so now there are a lot of tools, tools out there that you can um, use to help you have, you know, help you cover the business side of it. Mm-hmm. But you still have to know how to truly maximize the tools, which tools to use to be more efficient. And also you need that sounding board, you need that mentorship, you need someone to say you're going in the right direction or what do you think about this or try this. Or um, I know someone that knows someone yeah. that may be able to help you with something. Um, so my my goal is to really focus on my internal business, make sure that I continue growing, make sure I continue educating myself, up to date with everything that's going on, um, networking as much as I can, being available to my clients, and to sure that they have what they need in order to succeed and. That's how I believe I would get there. Excellent. I'm excited. So Tanya, (laughs) we need you to give one piece of advice to our audience. I would say you have to do, you have to do something. It's good to have an idea and it's very cliche, right? But it's good to have an idea. But if you don't do anything with the idea, then it's nothing. You have to do something. It's sort of like, compound interest right so for those that don't know what compound interest is like once you it, it amasses itself over time mm-hmm. right quickly so you start doing something you may want to be able to dance or want to learn how to dance or you want to open a dance studio but you're not doing anything towards it then mm-hmm. that right. dream or that business wouldn't come to fruition so if that's something if you know you have something that you want to do take a class um, start doing it, do it with your family and your friends, do it within your community, just do something. Because within that doing, you would start learning, you would start adjusting, you would start improving, right. you will start growing and truly understanding, is this something that I really want to do? Or maybe I want to do something like that over there and I might twist it. So only by doing and experiencing things, you truly live and grow. So I would say do, do it confidently, execute confidently. So that's a term that I coined for myself, (laughs) but also to lend to my clients to help them understand that in order for you to be in business, you have to execute on anything. You have Mm -hmm. to make decisions. You have to move forward. You have to act. You have to take steps. You could have a plan and you should plan as much as you want, but you have to be able to implement and be confident comes in, the confidence comes in. The more you do, the more yep, confidence yep, you, mm-hmm, yep. you gain. So you yes. hear that? Execute confidently. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I love that <laughs> that tip that you gave because it's like if you have an idea and you don't do anything with it, it's Plenty of times where I have sat and I've seen my idea on TV. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> same yeah. here, same and, here. And that's the thing, no one else would do it like you. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of the deterrence. A lot of people don't want to pursue their idea because they feel it's so, well, someone else is already doing it. I'm seeing my idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not going to be the same. I mean, you be smart, you, you 
assess your competitors, they assess the environment to determine if this is something that is viable mm-hmm. and it's something that would be able to return, be a return on your investment. But absolutely, you should pursue it. You have to be able to act to do those things. Yes, definitely. So what we ask all of our guests, and we are doing this with you as well, what does it mean to you to be a full-time Black woman? Oh, man. Why is that emotional? <laughs> I think everything. Um, being a full-time Black woman to me, or being a Black woman to me, like, I have... Yeah, we're getting the hashtag yeah. Casperish in here. Yeah, we're getting Casperish for All real. Right. No, that's don't, okay. Don't apologize. Get Casperish. You be your authentic self. Exactly. This is emotional. That's fine. And this is a safe space. Absolutely. For us, full-time black women. Right. So, um, yeah. So, growing up as a kid, my mom would always tell me that I attract a lot of things. I'm very attractive. And I always wondered why you would say, like, I'm just, I'm not pretty, because I always wanted to hear, mm-hmm. oh, you're so pretty, but you always say you're so attractive, and you're attracting me to things. Um, I've always been, you know, at the top of my class. I've always been touted as a good student, or most of most likely to succeed. Um, and my husband, again, would tell me, like, everything you touched on support, and for a long time, I shied away from it. We all have shied away for something. Yes, we have. We running from our own star. Uh-huh. Yes. Exactly. Like, a, lot of, a long time I shied away from it because I just, I knew my power, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to exercise on it. Mm-hmm. Is that because of society telling you that you shouldn't yield this power or is it something more just internal? Yeah, I think it's a combination. I think um, it's a matter of not wanting to outshine or not wanting to be seen, mm, not yeah. wanting to be on the forefront because I'm, I'm naturally an introvert, so mm-hmm. I don't really like being out and about. So you were almost afraid of your own power and how much greatness you had and having that show out to the world. And I feel like that speaks to a lot of black women. Absolutely. A lot of us have, you know, what time you have. And we, some of us still are run away from our own star. Absolutely. Or trying to put some clouds over it. Like, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. You know, it's one thing to be modest. It's another thing to just be like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I'm getting emotional because it's, it's something that, as you said, we, we a lot of us experience, mm-hmm. but it's something that, one of my biggest benefits from this journey is from realizing that like I love to show up to a room and the entire energy shifts. Like mm. I love to see people face faces like just changing because they have a very stereotypical view and when I engage with them it's like, oh my God, I need more. Uh-huh. Like I, I they cling on to I like I love like when I now, like, I noticed my sister brought this to my attention. She told me, why is everyone just looking at you and smile? Like, that is so weird. That doesn't happen to me. <laughs> and I'm like, really? And she told me this a couple of years ago when I was pregnant. And I thought it was just, okay, because, you know, you're walking around with a belly. Yeah. Everyone is trying to, like, be, you know, helpful or graceful or what have you. Um, but I started taking notice. And I realized I really do attract 
a certain, or I really give off a certain energy. Mm-hmm. And people do look at me and smile all the time. And when I enter rooms, it's almost as though I'm bringing light into the room. Yeah. And it's something that, yes. And it's something that I've shied away from so long that I've always known was big. So mm. that's where the emotion is coming from because yeah. I feel as though if I could talk to my younger self, I would say, stop it. Like, mm. What are you doing? Yes. Just yes. embrace it. And um, so, yeah, so that's, that is what it means to me. Oh my goodness. To be a full time black, black woman. That it's was beautiful. Emotionally connecting the inside, the outside, the mental, the spiritual, the physical, everything. And- and showing Let, up for yourself. Exactly. And letting that light shine. Yes. Wow. She about to let that light shine. Mm. She, she about, about to let, let that light shine. Oh, yeah. Yes. She about to let that light shine. <laughs> she always on time. What? She got to try to shade it, but she can't no more. What? The buddies. Uh, okay. Go ahead. I'm going to let you. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I commend everyone that is. As you guys like to say, standing in their power and you know doing their internal work and doing what they need to do um, to show up as their whole self it's very important. Yes, yes. And I think um, we all have an opportunity to do so. It's everyone is on their own personal journey, and they would get to those points at different paths. Um, but it's important that we do the work to get there because we have so much to give and so much to offer. And not just offer so to others, offer to yourself too. That's you right. Know? Like yes. you also. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. But so that's what I've learned. Like allowing yourself grace, allowing yourself to grow and allowing yourself to beam. Not only yeah. shine, but beam. That's right. That's right. That is beautiful. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh my God. We all needed this. We yeah, all needed we that needed hashtag Casperish <laughs> needed moment. needed a Casperish moment. Because That's just right. think of how many other women are going through what you have experienced, Tanya. Mm-hmm. You In know, their own way. That yep. fear, frustration, mm-hmm. but that flame at the same time burning inside of you constantly say, hello, hello, I'm here. Yep. Can you let me out, please? Yep. That God. inner conflict. These cells are annoying. They can't talk about water. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I need to be out here amongst the people. And also, I need to make sure you put your shades on because you don't understand how bright your flame is. Right. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. Wow. Felt that one in my chest. Yes. (laughs) As Elise said, I felt that in my spirit. That's uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you, Tanya, so, so much for yes. joining us, dropping these gems, getting hashtag Casperish with us and sharing your experience about the transition from entrepreneurship to entrepreneurship. Um, we appreciate you a lot. So thank you. Yeah. And Tanya, mm-hmm. please tell our listeners, how can they find out more about Tanya Theory? Um, so they can find me at Tanya Theory, that's T-O-N-N-I-A-T-H-E-O-R-Y.com, TanyaTheory.com. And from there, they can find me on my different platforms. Shoot me an email at um, and I'll be happy to connect with you all. I am looking forward to it. So thank you so much, ladies, for having me 
um, this was indeed a pleasure <laughs> and a surprise at the same time. Like, oh, thanks for helping me get those um, feelings out. Because sometimes you don't know you you're you're going to respond to a question or uh, a feeling, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Um, so, well. I'm happy. Very exactly. <laughs> yes, it was yeah. very much needed yes. for all of us. Yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure we got something in our flame. Like, see, you see this, right? You see this? What about me? <laughs> Let me out too. So what about um are you on Instagram? I'm on Instagram, yes. So from my website, you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on Facebook, um, you can find me on Twitter. Um, but I must say, I am now in, in trying to build my digital presence, like I've been doing a lot of work for many people over the years and mm-hmm. I've really now started focusing on my internal business and making sure that I can take advantage of uh, or transform my business digitally because that's something that I tell my clients all the time and I want to make sure that I'm also walking the walk and not just walking the walk. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, um, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, but primarily on my website. Okay. dokie. Awesome. Well, all right, y'all. That brings us to the end of another episode. We thank you so much for listening. Thanks again one more time to Mrs. Tanya Matthews of Tanya Theory. And we are here for you full time from coffee to wine. And play your power perfectly. Peace. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Full-Time Black Woman is created, recorded, and produced by Elise Real and Isha Bell. For more opportunities to live, laugh, grow, and fill the soul, be sure to like, review, comment, and subscribe to Full-Time Black Woman wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Help us build this community by sharing with other full-time black women like yourself. Visit our website at fulltimeblackwoman.com to see what's new or to reach out. Have something to add to today's topic? Join our Facebook group, Full-Time Black Woman Conversations. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Full-Time Black Woman or on Twitter at FT Black Woman.